Well, let me break in on those conversations again. Do carry on with them over coffee. Where, who are you and, and where are you going? If you, if you meet someone on a journey, probably before too long, you end up asking them those two questions. Who are you and where are you going? They're good questions for us to be asking this morning too as we dive into the Old Testament book of Numbers. Because Numbers, Numbers is a book all about people on a journey. Listen to how it starts. This is chapter 1 and verse 1. It says, The Lord spoke to Moses in the tent of meeting in the desert of Sinai on the first day of the second month of the second year after the Israelites came out of Egypt. So here are a bunch of people, and they're camped in the desert, in the middle of nowhere, because they're on a journey. So who are they, and where are they going? Well, I hope you can help me with that, because you may have noticed that dotted around the room are some cards with some words and other things on them. They're going to help us to answer these questions. So maybe if there's one near you, can you go and get it and bring it to the front? And Lizzie and Francie are going to help us stick them up. So, thank you for your help. These people camped out in the desert. Who are they? Well, they're the Israelites, yes, but, but much more than that. They're God's rescued people. Can you do that with me? God's rescued people. They, they've come up out of Egypt where they were slaves, helpless and hopeless until God stepped in and rescued them. And he brought them up out of Egypt. He split the Red Sea in two, made a path through it for them. He swept away the Egyptians who were chasing them, brought them out of helpless slavery into glorious freedom. Why? So they could belong to him. So they could be his own rescued people precious and loved by him that's who they are and where are they going well they're on their way home to God's place you do that with me on their way home to God's place to the lands that God has promised the amazing new home that God is preparing for them They're on their way home to God's place. And it will be the most exciting place in the world when they finally 
get there. So that's who they are and where they're going. But what about you? Who are you? And where are you going? They're they're big questions, aren't they? And I guess there are plenty of people wanting to tell us how to answer those questions. Family or friends, people at school or at work, people on TV or social media, wanting to tell us, well, who we should be and where we should be going, what life is all about and, and what we need to do to get there. But you know this morning, if you're a Christian believer, if you're trusting in Jesus, then you have much bigger and better answers to those questions. Who are you? If you're trusting in Jesus, then you're one of God's rescued people. Rescued by God from helpless slavery to sin. Set free by Jesus' death on the cross for you. Why? So that you can be friends with God again. So that you can be one of his precious, loved people. And where are you going? If you're trusting Jesus, well then, you're on your way home to God's place. To the amazing heavenly home that God is preparing for as a perfect place with no sadness or tears. And it will be the most amazing place in the world when we finally get there. That's why it's so brilliant to have baptised Benjamin this morning. Because what are, we, what are we saying to him and praying for him as we baptised him? Well, aren't we telling him who he is and where by God's grace he's going? We're saying, Benjamin, through Jesus, you too can be one of God's rescued people on your way home to God's place. That's what baptism is saying to him and to all of us. So on this journey we're on, what do we need to keep in mind? Well, that's what the book of Numbers is going to help us with, because As we read it, as we read about the journey of God's people then, God's going to speak to us about our journey now. So, Lisa's going to come now and read the Bible to us. It's from a part of Numbers where God's people there, they're camped in the desert and they're about to set off on that journey. And God needs them to learn some things on the way. So the reading will be from Numbers 9, uh, verses 15 to 23, which is on page 145 of the Church Bibles. So Numbers 9, starting at verse 15. On the day the tabernacle, the tent of the covenant law, was set up, the cloud covered it. From evening till morning, the cloud above the tabernacle looked like fire. That is how it continued to be. The cloud covered it, and at night it looked like fire. 
Whenever the cloud lifted from above the tent, the Israelites set out. Wherever the cloud settled, the Israelites set up camp. At the Lord's command, the Israelites set out, and at his command, they set up camp. As long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle, they remained in camp. When the cloud remained over the tabernacle a long time, the Israelites obeyed the Lord's order and did not set out. Sometimes the cloud was over the tabernacle for only a few days. At the Lord's command, they would set up camp, and then at his command, they would set out. Sometimes the cloud stayed only from evening till morning, and when it lifted in the morning, they set out. Whether by day or by night, whenever the cloud lifted, they set out. Whether the cloud stayed over the tabernacle for two days or a month or a year, the Israelites would remain in camp and not set out. But when it lifted, they would set out. At the Lord's command, they set up camp, and at the Lord's command, they set out. They obeyed the Lord's order in accordance with his command through Moses. Thank you, Lizzie, for reading. Just imagine it, that massive cloud hovering over the tabernacle, God's special tent right there in the middle of the camp. That cloud, huge and awesome. And why had God put it there? Well, so that God's rescued people on their way home to God's place would be sure of two vital things on the way. And the first is this, that we're never alone. On that journey, God himself would be with them each and every step of the way. They couldn't see him. They couldn't even go inside the tabernacle. But they could see the cloud. And verse 15 says, on, on the day that the tabernacle was first set up, there the cloud was. And verse 16, that is how it continued to be. Day by day, morning, afternoon, and night, always right there, never leaving them for a moment. And that cloud, it was the very same cloud that had led them out of Egypt. The same cloud that had stood between them and the Egyptian armies chasing them, kept them safe as they'd crossed through the Red Sea. And then here it was, with them still, never leaving, to show that the God who had rescued them then was here with them still on the journey and would never, ever leave them alone. Not by day and not by night. Do you notice that? In verse 16, at night it looked like fire. Because what is it like in the desert in the middle of the night? It's dark. It's very, very dark. And it's easy to feel frightened and alone in the dark. So at night, the cloud burned with fire, lighting up the whole camp. 
so that God's people could be totally sure that, that even in the pitch black, God was still right there with them. If you're traveling by, by train and you're a family with children, you get, to a, you get to a station, you need to change. What's your nightmare? Isn't it that you're getting off, you've got all your bags, and then, and then you look behind you as the doors are closing. And one of the children is still on the train, looking at you through the closed doors. And then the train is moving off, carrying them away on their journey, but now completely alone. It actually happened to my wife when she was a little girl. It's a scary thought, isn't it? Finding yourself on your journey, suddenly all alone. But God wants his rescued people to know that whatever happens, that will never be the case with them. Not for God's people in the desert then, and not for God's people here today. We don't have a cloud to follow, do we? But we have something much, much better. Do you remember what Jesus said to his disciples the night before he died, when soon he wasn't going to be with them any longer in the body? Jesus said this to them. He said, I will not leave you as orphans, abandoned, alone. I will come to you. What's Jesus promising? The Holy Spirit. Given to all those who trust Jesus. The Spirit who is just like Jesus. Right there with us. Never leaving us for a moment. The same Jesus who rescued us. To be with us. And to stay with us. And to never ever leave us. So you're never alone. Even if you're the only Christian in your class at school or in your workplace, you're never alone. And even in the darkest, scariest moments of life, even when everything looks totally pitch black, you're never alone. The journey can be hard, but you can keep going because you're never alone. And then secondly, you're not in charge. Because how are God's people going to make it to their new home? Well, not by their initiative or their clever map reading skills, but only if God himself leads them every step of the way. I'm going to read a chunk from our Bible reading again in a second. And here are Lizzie and Francie again with something to help us. To help us to picture that cloud with the people in the middle of the camp. Now, of course, it's nothing at all like it, is it? Um, in many ways, it's totally inadequate. It's, it's two bits of wood and a plastic banner. But... Maybe it just helps us to picture for a moment the presence of God the King right there in the middle of the camp. 
So I'm going to read this, and I hope you're going to help me too. If, if, you're, if you're happy and able to do this, in a second as I read, when, whenever you hear the words set out, will you stand up for me? And when you hear the words set up camp or stayed, will you sit down? You ready? Let's have a go. It says, whenever the cloud lifted from above the tent, the Israelites set out. Wherever the cloud settled, the Israelites set up camp. At the Lord's command, the Israelites set out. And at his command, they set up camp. As long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle, they stayed in camp. When the cloud stayed over the tabernacle a long time, the Israelites obeyed the Lord's order and did not set out. But whenever the cloud lifted, whether, whenever the cloud lifted, whether by day or by night, they set out. Sometimes the cloud was over the tabernacle for only a few days. At the Lord's command, they would set up camp. And then at his command, they would set out. Sometimes the cloud stayed only from evening till morning, and when it lifted in the morning, they set out. Whether the cloud stayed over the tabernacle for two days, or a month, or even a year, the Israelites would stay in camp and not set out. But when it lifted, they would set out. At the Lord's command, they set up camp, and at the Lord's command, they set out. They obeyed the Lord's order in accordance with his command through Moses. Do sit down. Thank you for playing along. Do you get the idea? God's people waiting and then moving, setting up camp and then setting out only as God directed. Maybe you heard that phrase over and over in the reading, at the Lord's command. Because God's people, they'd never get to their new home unless God showed the way. And I imagine that was, that was hard for them to follow at the Lord's command when at times they had to wait and wait and wait for, for two days or a month or even a year. We have to stay camped here? Really? And at other times, when the cloud only settled from evening until, until morning, and they'd just got everything unpacked, and we need to go again? Already? Really? But you see, all the time, they were learning that they're not in charge, that they never get there if they do it by themselves, that they needed to trust the God who rescued them to keep showing them the way. And so do we. Not following a cloud, but something much better. That cloud, the cloud in the desert, was the place where God spoke to Moses, gave God's word to God's people through him. And of course, for us today, this supremely is the place where God speaks. 
But it can be hard for us too, can't it? To, to follow at the Lord's command, to, to trust that God knows better than me. And so to, to stop when God's word says no about something, and to go when God's word says yes. Because, well, because I like to want to do what I want. I want to be in charge. I want to, I want to make the decisions. Because I think I know best. My, my daughter Hannah, her favorite phrase at the moment is this. I want to do it by my own. And I wonder where she gets it from. We, we think we know the best way to go. But we're wrong. Just imagine traveling on a plane. Some of you thought about that earlier. And, and suddenly getting out of your seat and heading to the front of the plane, pushing the pilot out of the way and saying, I think I'll fly for a bit. You know how that will end, don't you? We mustn't be in charge. We need God to show the way. And what is that way? Well, remember what Jesus said to his disciples the night before he died. Jesus said this, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There's no other way. I'll never get there if I try and do it by my own. Jesus is the only way home to God. So there's nothing more important that we can be doing, is there, by ourselves, in our small groups, in our families, than day by day to be opening our Bibles and letting God's word show us Jesus the way. Keeping trusting and following him, even when that's hard and frustrating and we think we can see a much easier way. Will we trust him? That's the challenge for us this morning, for God's rescued people on our way home to God's place. Will we trust him? And will we remember that we're never alone and that we're not in charge? Let me say a prayer. Lord Jesus, our amazing Saviour God, thank you. Thank you for your presence with us and thank you that you lead and guide us. Help us to trust you and follow you. In your name, amen.